was confronted by God in the burning bush. Okay? So for those that may not know the story, you know, Moses is out there watching the sheep, and all of a sudden he sees this burning bush, and he goes to it, and God begins speaking to him personally out of the burning bush. And he basically says, Moses, i got this great plan for your life. Uh, you may not think so, but it's, it's a rich and satisfying plan for you, Moses. Here's what you're going to do. I'm going to send you down there to Egypt. You're going to free my people from Pharaoh, and you're going to bring them out, and you're going to take them to the promised land. And, of course, Moses receives that word and says, mm, can you get somebody else, basically? right? He's like, eh, I'm not sure I'm up to that, not sure I'm good for that. And, and takes some dialogue and some conversation between God and Moses for God to convince Moses. And finally... Uh, Moses says to him, okay, so if I do this thing, if, if I go down to Egypt, who do I tell your people, who do I say sent me? I mean, I'm going to get down there, and they're going to say, so really, you're Moses, you're the guy, and who, who stands behind you? Whose idea was this, right? Who do I say uh, sent me? And then Exodus 3, 14 here we get God's response, okay? It says, God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. God also said to uh, Moses, Say this to the people of Israel. Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my eternal name. My name to be remembered for all generations. So what's going on? Well, God is giving to Moses this incredible, precious gift of his name. He's saying, listen, this is who I am. I am. Basically, right? He's saying, look, tell them I am sent you. He's saying, look, this is my name. Tell them I am sent you. The God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob... Tell him I am. That's, that's who I am. I am sent you, right? So for Jesus to come along and say, I am, is an incredible, radical statement because the people of Israel would not even name God's name. They wouldn't say, I am. They, I mean, they wouldn't say God's name. Only once a year on the Day of Atonement, would the high priest go into the holiest of holies and the experience of atonement, he would name the name of God. That's all. If, if you were a scribe and you were, you were doing your scribe work, right, of translation, you are doing your scribe work, if you got to the name of God, you had to stop, go take a bath, get a new pen, write God's name, and then throw the pen away. That's all awesome, how revered. The, the, the concept of, of the, having the precious gift of the name of God was. And, and then Jesus comes along and says what? That's my name. I am. You see, this is a radical claim that Jesus makes that he is who he is. And then on top of that, in the I am statement of today, I am the good shepherd, on top of that, he associates the name of God with not only himself, but he says, listen, I am, and I am the good shepherd. Now, the good shepherd, that image was an image that was always associated 
with God. It was about the nature, about the character, about the person of God. This is how Israel understood their relationship with God, that God was their shepherd, right? So you can go to Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40 says, yes, the sovereign Lord is coming in power. He will rule with a powerful arm. See, he brings his reward with him as he comes. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lambs in his arms, holding them close to his heart. He will gently lead the mother sheep with their young. You see, that, that image of being a shepherd was, was, was an image that Israel used to understand the nature, the person, and the relationship they had with God. And so Jesus comes along and he says, That's me. I am the good shepherd. He, he claims the very name and nature of God. And he shows that to us. He even shows that to us. Now, in, the, in, in stuff I do, right, in what I do in life, like up here, uh, frequently I get people who talk to me, and, and, of course, inevitably, somewhere along the way, somebody will say a phrase I'm sure you're all familiar with that just kind of gets, you know, told to me. And the phrase goes something like, Well, you know, Pastor... You gotta practice what you. You heard that before. Really? I thought I was the only one that got that kind of. No, you heard that before? Okay, cool. Well, yeah, you gotta practice what you preach, right? Okay, so in Matthew 9, we see Jesus doing just that. In Matthew 9, it says, Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area. He was teaching in the synagogues, announcing the good news about the kingdom, and he healed every kind of disease and illness. Now look at this. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without what? You see, in his nature, he had the eyes and the heart of a shepherd. Why? Because he was exactly who he said he was. I am the good shepherd. And it's in his character. It's, it's in his nature to view our lives that way, to view our relationship with him from that position of being our shepherd. Now, that is incredibly good news for us, right? Because in this whole image, right, in the whole image we have Jesus as the good shepherd, and, and in the image, what does that make us? That makes us the sheep, Bat. Okay, that makes us the sheep. You got that? You want to try that bath thing? Yeah, okay. You can do that. I'm confident you can do that, okay? Yeah, but I mean, that's who we are, right? Okay, so he's the shepherd. That means we are the sheep. Now, I hate to break, burst your bubble on this thing, but, but sheep are challenging animals, okay? They're challenging animals. Some observations about sheep. First of all, sheep are prone to stray. They're prone to stray. You get a bunch of sheep out there, and they just kind of wander, okay? They just kind of wander. They just, they're just prone to stray. The Bible says this. Isaiah 53 says, All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. That's, isn't that what we are? That's what we do. I mean, in our old nature, in our own self, if we're left to our own ways... That's what we do. We just kind of stray. We just kind of follow our own way, right? You know, I'm like, what, 
15, okay, 20 pounds heavier than what I should be right now. Why? Because I stray to the refrigerator, right? I stray to that chocolate stuff, right? Nine o'clock at night, worst time of the night, I'm telling you. Worst time of the night for me because it's like stray, stray, stray. Where do I stray? There's got to be food somewhere, right? You know, now I know, I know this is not good. You shouldn't stray, right? Little boy, this is not good. Don't stray to the peanuts. Stay away. Don't stray. But what do I do? I stray, right? I stray. Am I the only one that does this? No, that's right, because we're all bad. Sheep. All right? That's who we are. Man, we're sheep. It's what we do. It's just because we're sheep. And it's in our nature. It's just in our broken nature. We just kind of stray. We just kind of stray away. We know this is what God has in store for us. We know this is the way we ought to go, but we just kind of stray. Right? It's, it's just who we are. Sheep are prone to stray. Sheep are also stubborn, okay? Sheep are just stubborn. Now, I have video proof of that, right? Watch this video here. Here's a sheep. Got a little thing he's trying to get through there. Now, watch this guy. Looking around, going, what, what's going on? I should get through there. Oh, yeah, I'll just... Uh, now, why, why can't I get through there? I should be able to get through there. There's a hole here. I'm sure I can get through there, right? He's just kind of committed. Now, why isn't this working, right? I, you know, I can get through there. Right? And this is just keep looping around. But do you get the idea from this guy? Right? <laughs> He's just going to keep doing it, right? But isn't that like us? All right, all right, stop watching the video now. Start paying attention to me, okay? <laughs> stop doing that. It's just going to keep going. The guy's going to keep after it, okay? But, I mean, that's what we do. Isn't that what we do? I mean, we just get stubborn in things. Okay, we know that if we go this way, this is not going to be a good thing for us. But every time we have an opportunity to go that way, what way do we go? That way. I mean, we know the results. If we go that way, it's not going to be good. We know if we go that way, that's just not what God wants for us. We know if we go that way, only bad things are going to happen. And we go that way. Why? Because we're just stubborn. We're just broken, stubborn sheep, right? We, we just go that way. I mean, we should know the principle, right? If you, if you go the same way every time, you're going to get the same results, right? And if you keep going the same way, guess what results you're going to get? I mean, every time you go that way, you get the same result, you're going to get the same result. Isn't that the way it works? And we're so stubborn. We're just so stubborn, right? Sheep are stubborn. Sheep are also defenseless. Sheep are defenseless. Think about animals, okay? I mean, most animals have like claws, fangs, horns, or they're just like, you know, like a cheetah. They're just like super fast, right? Or they, or they have camouflage. They just kind of blend in. Okay, what about sheep? Not so much. I mean, sheep kind of run, but not nearly fast enough. Right? I mean, sheep are defenseless. And that's true about us. Right? That is absolutely true. If the evil one comes at us, I mean, what's on our own, we have no defense. If, if the world comes at us and, and just kind of throws this nice apple of enticement out there in front of us, 
And it's like, ooh, nice apple, ooh, looks good. We have no defense. And we end up just going the wrong way. Because we just, we just don't, without Christ, we have no defense. Right? Sheep are defenseless. Right? Last one. Sheep cannot shear themselves. See this guy? Ugh, I heard that. Ugh, yeah. He's, you know what? I would guess if you were like standing around this guy, you'd be going, oh my, oh, that's pretty bad. Right? I mean, he, not only is this guy, you know, carrying some extra burden in his life, I, I would guess this guy's dirty and smelly. Right? Here's the sad thing, sheep. That's us. Really. We carry so much stuff. Shame, guilt. We got smelly stuff in our life, don't we? That's sheep. That's sheep. And we, we can't cut it away ourselves. We, we don't have it. We, we can't get rid of the stink. We can't get rid of the garbage. We can't get rid of every, all that dirty stuff that needs to be sheared away in our life. We cannot do it ourselves. And that's why this statement is so incredibly good for us. Because we're sheep, the good news is we have a shepherd. That's the good news. We have not just a shepherd, we have a savior. We have a savior. And he does what we cannot do for ourselves. Because we are sheep. Where do we go with this? Well, Jesus makes the statement. He just makes the straight-on, bold, incredible, radical statement. He says, I am the good shepherd. Now, notice he puts the word in there, good. You see that? Good. Not just, hey, I am a shepherd. I am the good shepherd. Right? And that's such good news for us. Right? That's such good news for us. Now, the challenge for us is that it, it also recognizes not only is he the good shepherd, but there's a possibility in our life that we're influenced by bad shepherds. Right? I mean, if you have a good shepherd, the, the reality is that in our broken world, we sheep are tempted and influenced equally by bad shepherds. Right? He recognizes it this way in the text in John 10. He says, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. So there is another, another purpose at work out there. Right? There's another purpose at work. And that purpose is to get us to follow a different voice. And when we, when we follow that voice, it's going to lead to destruction. Steal, kill, and destroy. You see that? We need to understand that. There is a good shepherd, but, but there's also bad shepherds out there in the world. And, and those shepherds are trying to destroy our lives. If, you're, if your relationships, if your marriage, if your career, if you name it, if, if it's not in a good place right now, you've got to stop and ask, what shepherd am I listening to? Because some of you are listening to the wrong shepherd. If, you're just, if life is not moving in the right direction right now, you've got to stop and you've got to ask, what what sheep, what shepherd am I following? Because there's a whole bunch of shepherds out there that are just bad shepherds. And when we follow them, they take us down the wrong path, that wide path of destruction. 
In contrast, Jesus says, listen, this is who I am. So he's being upfront. He's saying, listen, this, this, is who, this is who I am. I am, I am the good shepherd. And he says, my purpose, my purpose is to give them, the sheep, right? To give the sheep a rich and satisfying life. Say rich and satisfying life. Get that in your head. That is exactly what he wants for you. And that is exactly what he can bring to your life. This is the contrast. You see, there are bad shepherds out there. But there is a good shepherd. And this good shepherd has a purpose. And while the bad shepherds have a purpose of destruction in your life, the good shepherd has a purpose of bringing your life so it is full to overflowing. It is rich and absolutely satisfying. He can get your life on purpose and in a place you can't get it because you're just sheep. And he is a shepherd. But it means you've got to stop listening to the bad shepherds, right? If you go back into Ezekiel, another great, great chapter with this whole image of, of God as our shepherd. You go back to Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Ezekiel acknowledges there are bad shepherds. Hear what he says. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds, the leaders of Israel. Give them this message from the sovereign Lord. What sorrow awaits you shepherds who feed yourselves instead of your flocks? Shouldn't shepherds feed their sheep? You have not taken care of the weak. You have not tended to the sick or bound up the injured. You have not gone looking for those who have wandered away and are lost. Instead, you have ruled them, ruled them with harshness and cruelty. So my sheep have been scattered without a shepherd, and they are easy prey for any wild animal. They have wandered through all the mountains and all the hills across the face of the earth, yet no one has gone to search for them. You see, here's the truth. They're bad shepherds. They're bad shepherds. And, and so often those bad shepherds are out there trying to influence you and get you to buy in to their way of thinking, to their priorities of life. They're trying to get you to say, listen to my voice. Listen to my voice and, and get you to follow. And Jesus is saying, no, you, no, 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 no. Bad shepherds. I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. And Ezekiel gives us an image of contrast between those bad shepherds who are only out for themselves. Really, when you cut to the heart of it, they're only out for themselves. In contrast, Ezekiel gives us the image of God in terms of the good shepherd. He says, in terms of God, he says, listen, God will bring them back home to their own land of Israel from among the people of the nations. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel and by the rivers in all the places where people live. Yes, I will give them good pasture land on the high hills of Israel. They will lie down in pleasant places and feed in the lush pastures of the hills. I myself will tend my sheep and give them a place to lie down in peace, says the Sovereign Lord. There's bad shepherds and there is a good shepherd. And the good shepherd, the good shepherd, he only wants to bring you to a place where your life is rich and satisfying. It's the invitation of Psalm 34. It's a simple invitation. And, and some of you today need to just hear this and take this to heart. 
because your life is not rich and satisfying right now. And, and it's never going to be rich and satisfying if you keep listening to the wrong shepherd. And, and the invitation is simple. Psalm 34 says, Oh, taste and see the Lord our God is good. Blessed, happy, fortunate, to be envied is the man who trusts and takes refuge in him. Some of you just need to change shepherds. You just need to change shepherds. You need to stop listening to the bad shepherds out there in the world, and you just need to give yourself absolutely, utterly, and completely to the good shepherd. And, and that's what it takes. That's what it takes. It takes just, just totally and absolutely receiving him completely and understanding his purpose is to make your life rich and satisfying. And he's shown us he's willing to do whatever it takes. He's willing to do whatever it takes to make that happen in your life. If you look again at John 10, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd does what? Sacrifices his life for the sheep. You see, he is not about himself. That's what bad shepherds are about. He is about you. He's about rich and satisfying in your life. I, a hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and he scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. You see, the good shepherd's absolutely invested in your life. And he'll do whatever it takes. He's shown us that. He came into the world. He showed us the way of life. And he laid down his life so that we could live. That's what this next week's about, right? He showed us he is willing to invest absolutely and completely into your life. He will hold nothing back to make your life rich and satisfying. Ezekiel says, I will make a covenant of peace with my people and drive away the dangerous animals from the land. Then they will be able to camp safely in the wildest places and sleep in the woods without fear. I mean, we know this world's a broken place. We know we're going to have dangers out there. We know it's a wild place, right? It's a wild place. But we have a shepherd who's willing to defend us. He's willing to go do battle for us. I mean, some of you are struggling with things right now. You're carrying that extra weight. You've got challenges in your life, and you just don't know how to deal with them. Listen, let the shepherd take control. Give it to the shepherd. The shepherd is willing to enter in absolutely, completely, and defend us. Look, look what he says here uh, in John 10. He says that he knows everything that's going on in your life, and his desire is to have that kind of relationship in your life. He, if you look at the text now, this is really important. If you look at the text, he's going to compare two relationships. Okay? He's going to compare the relationship he wants to have with you with a relationship he already has with the Father. Okay? You ready? Unpack the verse. Here he goes. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep, and they know me. That's the relationship he wants with, with you. Right? Sheep? Then a comparative relationship. Just as my Father knows me, and I know the Father. How well does Jesus know the Father? Oh, Intimately, inseparable. That's the relationship he wants with you. That's the contrast he's drawing. He's saying, listen, the, the, the way I have a relationship with the Father, 
That's the relationship I want with you. See, he's talking about an intimate, personal relationship. An intimate, personal relationship. You see, listening to a good shepherd isn't about following a bunch of rules and regulations about how to live life. It's about a relationship that says, I'm the sheep, he's the shepherd, and I follow wherever he leads. You, you just give yourself absolutely and completely to the shepherd. And you go wherever he goes. He says, but the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. That's that personal relationship. He calls to his own sheep, how? By name. He knows you intimately. He knows everything that you need. He knows everything that your life is about. He knows every shortcoming in your life. He knows absolutely everything. Remember, what's his purpose? His purpose is to bring you a rich and satisfying life. He knows what it's going to take for you to have a rich and satisfying life. He knows. He knows you that intimately. And the invitation is for you to know him that intimately, to give your life absolutely and completely to the shepherd. And he promises if you do that, he will defend you, he knows you, he knows what you need, and he will go in front of you. Look what he says next. He says, he calls to his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he gathers his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. Notice the position he's in, right? So in the military, when a platoon's out doing a patrol or out, they're out doing their thing, right? They, they always put somebody out in front, right? What do they call that person? He's out on the point, right? Isn't that what they do? He's the point person, right? He's out on the point, right? Which, which guy is the one at the greatest risk? The guy out on the point, isn't he? The guy out on the point. He's the guy at the greatest risk. Why? Because he's the first one that's going to meet opposition. Isn't that right? He's out on the point. He's out there. Everybody else is behind. He's out there. He's out on the point. What did Jesus just tell you he's going to do as your shepherd? He is going to lead you out and he is going to walk ahead of you. He's going to be your point man. He's going to go out on the point. He's willing to take whatever risk he has to take to the point of giving his life on the cross so that you can have a rich and satisfying life. He's going out in front of you on the point. He's ready to take on the opposition before it even gets to you. You see, he is so far out in front of you. He's already working on your tomorrow while you're still figuring out today. He's your point person. He is the shepherd. And you just need to give your life to the shepherd and say, listen, he's the point man, and I'm just going to follow where he leads because I know he will take on the battles and defend me however I need to be defended. He will take on the battles in my life. Some of you have battles. You need to give them to Christ because he's your point man. And he'll take on the battle. He'll take on the opposition. He is the good shepherd. And that's awesome good for us, right? Just to be able to say, yes, he is my shepherd. I'm going to give my life absolutely and totally to him. Now, here's the transition. When we give our life to him, it means we have to give our energy into other people. When we give our life to him, we've got to move our energy 
into reaching other people. I mean, you, you know that about Christ Church, right? You know that we're absolutely committed to reaching unchurched and dechurched people. That's what we're about, right? That's what we're about. And, and that's what he's about, right? If you, you finish out here in John, it says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep, and they know me. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep, too. They are not in the sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice, and there will be one flock with one shepherd. He is absolutely committed to you. But while he's your point man, he is preparing the opportunity for you to be engaged in other people. You see, there's a lot of sheep out there, <laughs> and they're still listening and living with bad shepherds. And it's up to us to just tell them about this incredible, good shepherd. And invite them, just like Psalm 34, to taste and see that he is good. I mean, the bottom line for us is in John 6. And it's kind of the heart of all the I am sayings, right? It's the heart of all the I am sayings that just says, listen, I am Jesus. Exclamation point. I am Jesus, so don't be afraid. See, we have nothing to be afraid of. Why? Because it's true. I am the Good Shepherd, and we give our lives totally and completely to Him. And He will defend us, and He will lead us, and He'll take all the burdens from us, and He'll bring us into a rich and satisfying life so that we can tell somebody else. Let's pray. Father, thank You for being who You are, and thank You for Your Son, for the precious gift of Jesus, for this Shepherd that would not be distant but would walk our 